surprised and handsome fella, right? Sure. I'd do him. What do you guys think of Pierce? What do you guys think of Pierce? I love Pierce. Pierce. Pierce is hot. He's hot, man. He's hot. He is I hot. I think he's handsome. I don't know if I'm hot, but I think he's he handsome. He is hot, handsome, he's handsome sexy, he's... and he's handsome. All right. It's Dace in the Broccoli family. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kids, eat your vegetables. Yes. He's smooth. Bond fucks good. Yeah. You know, and that makes him mad, I guess. I too would be mad. <laughs>
Like you're just like no. Yeah. Not that. No. Yeah, losing my goddamn mind with the uh, the co- uh, chopper chopper. <laughs> Uh, you know, just slicing the yeah. uh, the caviar, uh, caviar warehouse, I guess factory, or whatever. Know, yeah, um, to shit. That just in its own thing is just like, oh my god, I forgot all about this. But like, it, it looks cool. Yeah, but it was the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's just like going through the car like butter. Yeah, quite that easy. I don't know. Maybe. Also, how dare they? <laughs> also, yeah. Well, and then okay, so then that just like throws us to my dislikes, right? Uh, underutilization of a Bond car once again. Yeah. You know, we did this in Goldeneye, and now we're, you know, we kind of used the car last movie. We, we Okay, to be fair, we don't kind of use the car. We really used the car in, uh, uh, what, oh, <coughs> I grabbed the wrong movie, too. You fucking idiot. Don't worry, we can fix this in post. <laughs> You're gonna, we're just gonna have a weird cut. You know what? I could probably cut out a slice of this. Just to be on screen the whole time. Make it look as, like, goofy as possible, too, until it's there. So if people are sitting there watching, going, like, what the fuck? Why does it look so weird? And then then this part happens. Yeah, okay. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, that sounds like a lot of work, but, you know, it's your free time. I'll I'll, I'll take a look. I'll see what I can do. Um, Or just make it blurry until that happens. That'd be pretty funny, too. All right. So... Yeah, underutilization of a car once again. Um, you know, basically, it serves its purpose of it's got missiles. He fires through the helicopter, and uh, Boolean uh, just sees the car, and he's like, "It's Bond." Yeah, and then you figure out you... like the plot thickens, thickens, thickens because yeah. he's like, "Oh, he works for Electra too, and Zakovsky." But just number one is Bond being Bond. Like, maybe don't drive your iconic fucking vehicle everywhere when people are supposed to think you're dead. Yeah, or like. You, it's barely like you didn't hide it very well. Yeah, like Bond needs to carry around a. Fucking, well, yeah, he's he's parked on the pier. Who's gonna yeah. park there? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You need to carry around a car cover, dude. Just yeah. just to kind of at least try to hide your identity. Yeah. Um, well, one of know, them got to be invisible. To if only we had that technology. Yeah. Uh, if he pulls up to a fucking caviar factory, he's like, he. I think Bond everywhere he goes is getting out of the car. And he's like throwing the keys to a guy that's not there, and he's like, and then he looks when he hears the keys hit the ground, and he's like, "Well, in this case, the water." He's got to be like, "Oh fuck, the fuck, yeah." <laughs> Just like, oh well, I guess I don't need to get in there again. But uh, yeah, so dislikes car, uh, and like underutilization of a cool trait in a villain, of like, you know, this guy that doesn't feel anything, and then we pretty much only see it like he holds a hot rock. And then he punches a glass table when he finds out that Bond fucks good. And he's, like, really upset. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's that's as far as we're going. Yeah. Especially with, like, uh, like plutonium and, like, radiation kind of being a thing. It's, like, definitely an underutilization of, like, the actual IRL effects of being exposed to, like, high levels of radiation, potentially. Yeah. To where he could be unbothered by it trying to go through and do this thing. While, you know, James is developing cancer by the millisecond, uh, trying to stop him. You know, underutilization yeah. of, of stuff you can be doing. So, yeah, with you there. And Bond always uh, needs... To, like, I, this this one just drives me crazy, like, in general. It's just, like, the like Bond always needing saved. Um, like, dude. Like, I don't know, as a kid, like, I don't care as much now because I'm just like, ah, eh, Bond, he's a fucking jerk off, whatever. Sure. But, like, as a kid, when you're, like... You know, no matter what movie you're watching, if you, if it's Spider-Man, like, the hero always has to go through this part where, you know, oh, man, he was he was pinned down. They, they had him captured here, and, like, at any moment, they could have just killed him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's like that whole thing where you don't want to make excuses for your heroes, you know? And I, this argument never would come up, you know? But, like, I, I feel like as a kid, I always thought it would, you know? And so you're like... Like, well, don't even talk about when Bond was captured. He's like, well, yeah, but, like, he needed help. Like, what happened? And he's like, shut up! You shut up! My dad could beat your dad up! And it's like, what? What are you arguing about again? Uh, but, you know, like, the sniper shoots the other guy. So, he, you know, so it's like, Bond could have been killed a hundred times. And yeah. It was all, and that's um, tradition. You never, you know, kill somebody unless it's moving the plot forward. Right. So. Uh, yeah. What are your dislikes? 
yeah. pretty much. Um, so kind of the plots, you know, being a little convoluted uh, with the caviar thing not seeming relevant in any capacity. Uh, Zagovsky not really seeming relevant until it magically is. Um, not as bad as some of the others, I think, but definitely kind of pretty rough. Uh, so my, my quote was here. So uh, we got a casino caviar dude magically having ties that kind of comes up with the oil pipeline princess who kind of framed a spy organization with her father's death and got a crazy man to blow up her competition because of her bomb ass pussy is roughly what this mm-hmm. boiled down to. So I was like, fine, but you know, a little, little, little iffy for me. A lot. It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> little, little, lot of iffy there. Um, some parts about her though do make her like a pretty you know kind of great and unexpected Bond villain because of this, mm-hmm. um, you know because she doesn't really feel like she's supposed to be the antagonist until you know kind of like those real end piece moments, um, you know where we realize it's kind of her plan rather than uh, Renard's plan. Um, but also having a, a boat scene and a ski scene in the same movie is an unforgivable crime for and a James Bond series. It's very Bond. Yeah, it's, if there are one thing. If there's one thing that Bond writers love, it's a fucking <laughs> ski scene, and uh, and and second would be a boat scene. I think we've seen. I I don't know. I I I want to go back through the series and just count the number of ski scenes, uh, because it's insane. It's excessive. Yeah. the The only saving grace out of the ski scenes was the um, um the the uh. The ski things. What am I missing on the word? The little snowmobiles. The snowmobiles. Right. Fans. Yeah. Yeah. So those things were the coolest thing. I thought that was like just awesome. Fatal flaw though is if you touch them, they explode. Yeah. No, they (laughs) they do have self destruct buttons entirely surrounding them at all times. So uh, bad design. I don't know why they thought that they were going to get those back. I think that was uh, uh, was it Arkov maybe? Was the one saying. Oh, I was supposed to yeah. send those back. Which How am I going to explain that? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, un- unforgivable to both have a boat scene and a ski scene in the same movie. And the boat one was fun. It was long. It was too long. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's what these are about, practically, right? Is like, let's just show you some action. Yeah. Uh, you know the little the little shot where he goes under the water in the boat and he kind of adjusts the tide. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's a good one. Uh, the boat just completely steering full control on land. I might be thinking of another one at this. Point. No, they that he he comes up and okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with like no wheels. Like, I, it, if it was like um, I can't remember which movie it was now. I want to say it was Moonraker, but when it comes out of the water and then the boat just like you know kind of sprouts wheels yeah. all of a sudden, and it's like okay, there I see it, but. Yeah. It was built for that, but this was a uh, uh, Q's uh, retirement mobile for fishing, I think. So, yeah. Um. All right, so <laughs> bad trailer. I had a woman struggling to decide uh, which man she wants to be with. It's fair. Uh, bad. Do you have? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, I was thinking bad trailer. We kind of frame this as like a, a conservationist effort kind of thing with the pipeline. So we just take all the scenes of like the villagers kind of rioting and being upset about the pipeline development. Yeah. Just shoot it as kind of like a documentary kind of thing. Um, and then I also thought we somehow set it up as kind of like this weird family comedy where like M is this hated mother-in-law and that's why she gets like locked in the uh you know like the tower and everything and yeah. why they have some of those random interactions um we just make it like a weird family comedy yeah uh my bad summary i just said uh oil company looks to corner the market yep i had uh, uh a couple here so local dominatrix expands business prospects <laughs> <laughs> she just had so many weird yeah. sexy things throughout this uh, the price of oil goes up again. And then uh, Bon Jovi discusses inspiration for Shot Through the Heart. <laughs> nice. Um, bad casting. I just, I'm going to keep saying it until we're uh, through with the Brosnan, but just Mel Gibson is Bond. Yep. Just the fact that uh, that was a possibility is still <laughs> mind blowing to me. Yep. Uh, only one I went with this time was I was thinking about uh, swapping M with Betty White, um, but having the personality of Rose from Golden Girls. Sure. So just like this dumb, ditzy uh, kind of person running the show. Uh, I thought that would be fun. Indeed. 
Um, all right, so just kind of some of the stuff we were talking about. Um, opening scene is cool. Gadgets, spy stuff, you know, more than we get from some of these opening scenes. Definitely. And it actually had to do with the plot of the fucking movie, which... It is, always, should be the only way these happen. Yeah. Annoys the shit out of me when it's like, oh, what was that about? Oh, it didn't fucking matter? Cool. Um, <laughs> Money Penny is just still being Money Penny. Uh, the whole cigar thing yeah. <laughs> in the beginning was... I know where I can put this. <laughs> I was like, Christ! It's like, Jesus, money pennies. It's like, do you have a, a mop in here? You clean all that up down there? Christ. Um, chocolates, an engagement ring, that whole bullshit, right. Um, uh, what'd you think of the song? I I feel like I didn't care for it much the first time around, um, but then after watching it again, I found myself singing it later that day, so yeah. I think I maybe liked it this time around, so the song may be doing a little bit better for me, just with that chorus kind of coming in, Yeah. Um, but as far as like the like actual visuals and stuff going through it, I actually thought kind of like the, the oil slick looked on all the girls and some of like the, the animation stuff they did around that actually looked pretty neat. Um, so I think overall I, I kind of like this more because I'm pretty sure I bitched about it last time, um, but I, I feel like it was kind of kind of growing on me this time around. And we had a lot more softer silhouettes. Pretty sure we saw a couple of nipples throughout it, you know, which is always bonus points for me. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah, I feel like we did ourselves a did ourselves a tremendous disservice uh, in the summer, where it was fun because. We would essentially, the three of us, watch a Bond movie and then come on here and just just say destroy it. Yeah, just say as many terrible things about it as we could because you know we were like, you know, I mean Harley and I did the first, you know, just the up to Diamonds Are Forever, and then you came in for the Roger Moore's, and I mean we were it was like every week just like <laughs> the fuck's up with that man you know and whereas like i feel like if we spaced it out a little bit we might have enjoyed them yeah. individually a little bit more i don't know or not just... maybe if we go back and watch the roger moore ones now we're still like huh <laughs> but yeah no honestly i was like i've said i was with some of these it's like i feel like this you know kind of going back through them again here i was like maybe i do enjoy these more than i did initially yeah i mean because um, like the timothy sit. dalton one when we went back and did license to kill i was like I was like, oh, this isn't. I mean, it's still bad, sure, but this isn't terrible, yeah. per se. Wasn't as know? bad as kind of we'd reflected on last. It, I mean, I guess when you're you're going through those Roger Moore ones, and then you, I mean, oh look, Roger Moore is fun. I liked Roger Moore. Roger Moore eyes are definitely a thing, <laughs> you know. Like that's, excuse me, it's a iconic. fun thing. Yeah, um, and Connery, you know, is. is uh, I would almost say he's my favorite Bond just because of the way he carries himself and just the how he's so easy to make fun of in the way he does everything and the way he speaks, obviously. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll see once we get done with Craig and kind of review everything. But sure. Um, I don't even know where I started at this point. So <laughs> we'll just move on to the next thing. Yeah, we, we came from the intro theme into all of this. So what, what were your yeah. thoughts on the, the intro? The oh, song? the song. Yeah. Yeah, roughly similar to yours. Um, you know, nipples are obviously <laughs> bonus points. Um, it is cool that as we, you know, because you can tell when they took a took a movie off on the intro. Like, you remember an octopusy? It's just like as cheesy as it could be. Yeah. And I just felt like not a lot of effort put into it. And then, uh, you know, you get into these Brosnan era ones, and I feel like we've had decent effort on everything and just just at least visually being like okay what's that yeah you know just you're paying attention to it you're not just going you know just checking out and going like all right one of the fucking credits over which i feel like is a, a service the bond movies have always done for you is just trying to you know kind of ease you through show you the opening credits but like still entertain you yeah whilst doing it well, it's, it's got it, especially just with the amount of time it takes up, you know, doing those intro scenes in general, you know, we, we you, you want to have kind of your intro credits and stuff, get everyone's name out there, like yeah. all that's fine and dandy. Um, but just, yeah, just actually entertaining you and not just having like a placeholder of, oh, there's this stuff going on and back to the plot. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you hear the, and it's a featured song every time. And so you're not just going to be like the, 
like you're less likely to just fast forward through the credits. It's yeah. the most airtime credits probably get is Bond movies. Yeah, I'd say so. So did a good job again. Mm. I've been talking a lot. What do you got? <laughs> Yeah, um, so I, I kind of wanted to talk about um, Electra just in general a little bit um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of how you felt uh, with her being, you know, kind of the, the, the villain that ends up coming out of this, uh, you know, even outside of Renard. Um, you know, how do you feel like it handled and as far as like the way they set us up and kind of misdirected us towards Renard for all of this and then it kind of being seemingly coming a lot more from Electra? Um. Well, it was cool to see, I mean, because I feel like often in these movies we are, you know, misled. Yeah. But only because they're telling the plot in like a stupid way. And you're just going like, wait, who's got the bombs? <laughs> you know, I mean, especially some of those Roger Moore ones and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so to see, uh, you know, to have the ability to do, you know quote charles because charles always says press x to doubt but yeah. to have the ability to press x to doubt you know with you know some of electra and her shenanigans um you know because you there there is a couple points there where you're going like you might be evil and then you know there, there are those opportunities where you can figure it out yourself whereas i don't like not to bring up scream when there's not a fucking reason to but <laughs> I feel like the first scream, if you really, uh, you know, put your mind to it, even the second one, if you really put your mind to it and you're thinking about it, I mean, now granted, Billy Loomis's mom, sorry, spoilers, in Scream 2. Is if you kinda, haven't seen Scream 1 no, or 2, that's on you. Uh, it's kind of out of left field. I mean, if you ask me, right? But um, I guess you could have said that reporter lady, right? But... Once you get to three, four, five, six, by the way, five's garbage. Don't watch it. Six actually isn't that bad. I just watched it, but, um, they will kill the killer. And so you rule them out because if you're sitting there, like, like me, like the loser I am, you know, taking notes, like, I think it's them. I think it's him. Oh, uh, it might not be him. When you see the director dead, you're like, well, that guy's ruled out. And then they're like, Oh, he was acting like he was dead. And you're like, well, hold on. All I have to go off of is what you're telling me. And you told me he's dead. So that doesn't count. You How didn't... am I supposed to play the game right. if you keep fucking the game up? Yes. You stacked the deck for you. And you're like, it's yeah. like it's cheaters monopoly. But then on top of that, you're also cheating. Yes. So, yeah, it was fucking that three, four, five, six all pissed me off because. <laughs> They'd kill the killers, and then you're going, what? So, I mean, they didn't kill all the killers in six. I'm not going to, you know, spoil that one for you. That one is a little more recent. But six is good. Five's fucking garbage, but five had to crawl so that six could walk. So, um, that's Very all i say about that. <laughs> well, because you just started so well with Scream, I thought, the first one. You know, and then I felt like, you know, two's like, okay, but it's a step down. And then the rest of them just get bullshit. Five is absolute, utter fucking garbage. Um, but yeah, anyway. What were we talking about again? Electra. Electra. Yeah, so I felt like you had a chance to figure it out yourself. And if you were paying attention enough, you did figure it out. Yeah. She um, she talked about a lot of points with, you know, kind of bitterness into them. You know, we was talking about like, you know, like her mother's, you know, country and, and kind of their lineage. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, her father kind of taking over all of that, ruining the land. That's why she's trying to preserve, you know, some of those things, moving the pipeline around, you know, certain places for like those villagers there. Um, so I liked it. it yeah. Good. Definitely things to pick up on. Imagine paying attention during a movie, though, to pick up on things. I mean, that is the fucked up thing, too, is like you're kind of watching some of these Bond movies and you go like, you know, you're just it's just you're just doing it for fun. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, wait, who's that guy? He's he's the bad guy. Why is Zakovsky back on screen again? Yeah. That guy's in this one, too. Yeah. Um, You know, Desmond Llewellyn. He died like five months after this. Yeah. Three weeks. I'm sorry. Three weeks after this movie came out at 85. This was in, that was in 2000. 
So R.I.P. Desmond Llewellyn. Uh, I mean, he might have been a terrible person, but you know, I'm assuming as cool as he was in these movies, I liked him. So I kind of assumed. I guess he was on his way from a book signing and got in a car accident. Yeah. So uh, that sucks. Um, but you know, his send off in this movie. I mean, he already knew it was the last movie, so that's what kind of sucks even more about it. Uh, but you know, he says, first, never let them see you bleed. Or well, he says, I've taught you two things, 007. He goes, first, never let them see you bleed. And he goes, second, there's always have an escape plan. And he lowers into the floor. So, yeah. so, so satisfied and a, a real nice way to leave him off. Send yeah. off for Desmond Llewellyn. For sure. Yeah. Um, HR gets things. Bond gets things done, HR approved or not. Yeah. Well, as is tradition, uh, you can bypass any level of paperwork by sleeping with somebody. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you need anything done, uh, then sleep with the people who work at the bank. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd start, uh, you know, bodying some, uh, you know, uh, cashiers at Kroger's, you know, get discount on the groceries. Yeah. Uh, whoever you got to take home with you to make your life easier, uh, get started today. Don't take them home. Don't. I mean, don't uh, don't prolong this process. Put it, get them in a storage closet. Sleep, <laughs> sleep with that cashier right there at the front counter. You know, everybody will get uncomfortable and leave. And security guards might be called, but then you finish finish up real quick. You know, grab your cart, get the fuck out of there. You know. Yep. Contact Russ yeah. is not responsible for any damage or crimes committed based on the advice listed here. <laughs> what he said. What do you got? Uh, yeah. So uh, one of the other things I want to talk about, I guess, is just the uh, the the bond actually being like prepared in a little bit of that action hero throughout all this, rather than uh, vacationing his way through spy missions. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in general, just being able to, uh, you know, I, I would talk about like the scene where like he was uh, meeting up with Zakovsky. Um, you know, he kind of like commanded authority throughout that. I feel and you know was was on top of things. We still had a couple of scenes where he was, you know, more so captured. Uh, and all that, but I feel like overall he just did a really good job of actually, um, I guess, taking control of the situation and outspying, you know, outmaneuvering uh, kind of everyone else involved in that. Um, so yeah, we just just really enjoyed the fact that uh, uh, we're not vacationing through things, and I, I think it's just what I really enjoyed about um, Pierce Brosnan uh, in general. Um, he just gets shit done. We are trying to make him a spy. Yes. Yeah, uh, very strong vacation vibes with. Connery, like you get the vibe a lot of the time with Connery that he's on vacation, and then he's like, he's like, "Are you fucking serious? They're here. <laughs> I gotta do something tonight." So yeah, I, I, I feel you there for sure. Yeah. Um, I just I was happy to see Zakovsky again. I know it was kind of like really this guy again, but I mean I I think he's great. I love his line when he sees Bond, where he's like. He's like, why am I suddenly worried I'm not carrying enough insurance? <laughs> like you should be. And apparently it was life insurance is what he should have been worried about. Yeah. But, uh, And then like Electra shows up and they're doing the whole we'll play one card, high draw. Which is just like, just her being dumb. Yeah. Right? And then she just made me think of Austin Powers in that scenario. Like, you know, Austin Powers, I also like to live dangerously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just her stupid line of yeah. uh, what's the point of living if you can't feel alive one card draw just, i i could not help but just think of austin Powers there <laughs> it is stupid because number one like it's not like what what is the enjoyment of showing up for like 45 seconds and losing a million dollars it's that gambler's rush man i don't know oh, i feel like maybe you know stakes are high maybe you'd play the game twice you know half a million a pop <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not fuck about but it's true uh yeah we got yep um so i want to talk about just the uh kind of like uh conversation that um renard and uh uh oh christ Electra? yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why the name just compl- i was only thinking about zakovsky in my head and that, that would have been an odd pairing with what i'm about to talk about but after they boned um and they <laughs> after renard and zakovsky were done boning <laughs> that's the deleted scene uh, if you can't find it on your DVD copy, please message me and Tyler. Thank you. It was in Sean Connery's uh, <laughs> estate. Um, but you know they're they're kind of having the uh, the conversation. Um, you know where 
he obviously can't feel anything, but he's like, you know, rubbing her all centrally and shit yeah. and talking about, uh, you know, how she's soft and warm. She's like, you can't even how feel anything. You know? Yeah. How would you know? Or whatever. Um, and I, I kind of was just thinking in general, I was like, this is kind of the most like prolonged horny scene we've had. Uh, you know, we just have a very naked lady. We saw her for a long time. They're being very sensual. I forgot to mention, we did see her nipple earlier. If you go frame by frame, which oh. is, you know, we talked about it when we did this originally. Yeah. You know, in the uh, uh, defiled audio. But yeah, if you're going slow, her tit is in range, which means she was in bed shirtless with Pierce Brosnan. So these, like, so like I said, we, we had the handsome hot argument with Harley. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going. He's hot. These ladies are excited <laughs> to jump into bed naked with him. I'm I would saying. say so. There's I, to me. There's there's no doubt that is a hot man. I mean, my wife, who I'm pretty sure is a woman, uh, said that he was hot. So, and that is um, the uh, measurement that we utilize for all things. Woman opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but go on with what you were saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. So just just that whole scene in general, right? So it's like he's he's you know trying to be all sensual with her. It's this very prolonged thing. Which number one is just kind of weird. We had, you know, extended horny time there. Um, he punches that weird glass table thing that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, and then that's when we find out that Electra has this, like, ice cube fetish. You know, she grabs the ice cubes, picks out the glass out of his hand, is rubbing it over, and they get all kind of weird and haughty. And then we, we get her, like, laying down. It's this nice, like, so side profile thing, and she's she's running the, the ice cube down her face into her, her butthole probably. <laughs> And it's just it it just felt like such a awkward scene to be in this, and I just don't know why it was meaningful or why it had to go on for this long. Not that I'm directly unhappy with being able well, to sure. watch it, but it just felt like this screen time could have been better spent somewhere else. Well, especially when like it's almost awkward because or duh, it's like that's what you were just saying. That's but for the actors. For, like, dude, you know, he's like, oh, I can't feel anything. And she's like, you remember pleasure? And she starts doing the ice cube thing. And he's like, no, I can't feel anything. And then he's just kind of, like, watching, like. (sighs) (laughs) Just heavy heavy breathing noises. (sighs) (sighs) It was just funny. It's like, wait, so then, like. Can he feel all of a sudden? Like, what is the significance well, of think, this scene? Think more you know? of the mental stimulation rather than the physical stimulation, you know? Sure. So, like, his brain is turned on. Yeah, You know what? Could this dude get a motor? Does he have the, the physical capabilities? But he wouldn't know. He like, wouldn't know. Oh, man, what if he's just walking around with the <laughs> oh in public? God. That would be the worst. Oh, man. Um... Just, like, really uncomfortable, like, team meetings and stuff where he's, like, standing around walking, just full mask. Yeah, she's got, like, an arm around him and shit. Like, yeah. he doesn't even know he's turned on. And, yeah, he's just, like, got full tent pants going on. God. Um, black is slimming. Yeah, wear a lot of black. No one will see your tent pa- pants tent. He started wearing dresses for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. They're all, like, these big billowy things. <laughs> started wearing like like fucking uh like medieval dresses that have the fucking cage like like parts of the caribbean style dresses with like the fucking yeah. you know the, oh God, you, you'd probably just get like part. a holster or something you know and just scrap it in there yeah oh man <laughs> so fucking dumb um, these are the things we think about watching james bond movies um yeah, hopefully this is what you're arriving for. Is like is like half the movie breakdown and half whatever stupid ass things we come up with while we're doing this. Um, yeah, the ice fetish thing definitely starts like beginning of that movie though, when she like keeps getting ice cubes and wants to like kiss Bond with the yeah. ice cubes still in her mouth, like just, Lady in the Tramp so style of the ice cubes, you know. And, it, and then Bond's like, "Enough ice," <laughs> and then just like. That's when they roll over and bang, and that's where you see the tit. If you nice. go slow. Um, so things progress, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm all the way at the the bomb thing uh, underground, so I don't know where you've where you stopped or whatever. I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. Yep. Uh, so you're at the uh, like where they're like Christmas is actually like decommissioning yeah. the. Okay, I hear you there. 
Um, so I uh, I appreciated the fact just that uh, you know James is the master of all languages and can try and throw his, his Russian around a little bit. Yes. Um, and that uh, you know it buys him a couple minutes of time before Christmas remembers or looks up his documentation for some reason. I don't even really know if there was a meaningful reason for her to double check any of that, but well, she was suspicious of him, and then. Yeah, yeah. but it's nice that you know all those personnel files are just handily available on site for her to review. But that's well, fine. we're what ninety nine here is when it was made, so I mean, there uh, I mean, there's some computers, right? I guess. But overall, I do like just the fact that like Christmas is a little bit like more of a a gal with a bite uh, rather than just your your token bimbo. Kind of thing, um, even though that's what she ends up devolving into. Um, just that that kind of initial reaction um, and interaction um, is that just that she actually is just Did like a. Did you know Christmas comes one more than once a year? I didn't. I didn't know that. It's only on my calendar the one time. So this is news to me. Well, if you're with the ladies I've shacked up with. Okay. Well, Sean, listen. Okay, I I just don't have that kind of free time. I can't go on vacation every weekend. Oh, live a little, you fucking vagina. Yeah. Well. You'll hear from my lawyer. <laughs> and probably a lot of women's lawyers as well. Not, you know, specifically female lawyers, but the lawyers on behalf of women. Just I'll so we're clear. smack them around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, we told you you got to stop doing that. Or at least stop saying it on recorded lines. This is how you get in trouble. I was hoping you'd say the male thing. The male thing? <laughs> that interview. Whatever interview he did with that lady, who was like, Oh, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. believe it's right? And she's like, you're going to get some mail, and he's like, I might get some female. Yes. <laughs> 100% recovery on Sean's part in that interview. It was so good. He's, yeah, he's a gem. Yeah. Uh, he was probably a piece of shit, but he's a gem. Yeah. Anyway. We, we, we think back fondly all the time there. Um, but yeah, so very convenient, though, that he goes down there. He finds Renard. He tries to you know kind of start his shit and almost just pops him right then and there, which he probably should have. Um, but one of the scenes I want to talk about in that uh, sequence uh, that I, I think we brought it up last time, too, is after uh, Renard and crew are, like, trying to make their escape, they're closing down, like, those hatch doors and stuff that are closing in. James does, like, a full dive through one of the doors as it's closing. Yeah. And in that scene, in the, the actual video, the gun goes off. You don't oh, hear yeah, any yeah. sound for it, but, like, the, you see the, 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 the flash on the gun go off and everything as he's doing his dive and roll, yeah. but there's no audio accompanying it, and he rolls it, and there's no kind of thing, but it's just the oddest yeah. thing that they decided to not go back and either add a sound for or just take the flash away or try something with it. And it is funny when you go, because I remember when we did that, because we watched that frame by frame, Yeah, and you're like... Oh, that's not Pierce Brosnan. You know, he's obviously stunt guy. <laughs> right. right. Like, this isn't anything new, any new information, but it was just funny of like, well, that's some guy named Dave or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah. I like that the plot thickens a couple of times. It was just like, Electra Renard connection, not connection, connection. <laughs> Bullion's working for them, you know? Also, just the coolest name for a henchman yes. to, with all the gold stuff there gold bullion you also would have thought that like like bullion <laughs> just the whole titles thing and you know henchman and everything in goldfinger like he's just like obsessed with gold like you know and then he paints women gold like nothing really happens all that related to gold i mean, I mean the prize is gold yeah but that's about it and then it's just kind of gimmicky and golden eye is like this piece of technology and then there's no gold at all. There's not a guy with a golden eye. There's not a guy with gold teeth, you know, like in that other fucking thing. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> Things don't match up. You know what I mean? Like, we could have picked you up and dropped you into a place that made more sense with the gold yeah, theme. take Bullion and make him be the henchman. Now, look. Odd job is a great Phenomenal. henchman. Yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about Odd job. All I'm simply mentioning is what if Odd Job also had gold teeth and wasn't called Odd Job and was called Boolean? That's all I'm saying. Anyway. But then who would you call if you need someone for an Odd Job? Well, maybe Odd Job's in Golden Eye because there was actually no gold and no eye. But what if he had a Golden Eye? 
He could have a golden eye. What if this was teeth. like uh, Pegasus from Yu Gi Oh and he had the the eye thing? You got options, you know. Just saying. Yeah, there's a lot. You of know options. what? Yu Gi Oh came out a lot later. That wouldn't have worked. Yeah, that. I was, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything on that one, but I was like, it's all right. right. We'll just it's it it's better when I figure out I'm dumb rather than having it pointed out to I me. I mean, we all do it. Sure. So that's <laughs> okay. All right, where you at? Where you got? Um, so, uh, Bernard escapes, uh, everything's fine and dandy, um, as they're in their vehicle actually leaving, they're just continuing to, like, shoot all of the people outside for fun, mostly. Like, we only got, like, a couple second clips of it, but, like, they're yeah. definitely just all four of them, like, shooting everybody nearby as everything explodes and they run away. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was, uh, a nice touch. Kind of like in, like, View to a Kill. Yeah. A little Walken's less. Just, yeah, a little less intentional, yeah. for sure, but I just love that Walken's just, like... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And just, he loves that he's just mowing everybody down. Yeah, that is the most uh, aggressive uh, murdering in any James Bond movie that we've seen so far. Good so. old Max Zorin. Yeah, so good. I, do, I did love that in the beginning of that movie they felt they needed to say, uh, this is not based on any real life. Uh, <laughs> because characters. there had to have been something during shooting where it was like, oh, this is like something like this kind of happened once. You know, like that yeah. that had to have been why. But like they had the uh, the company name, I think, is is something that had a relation, right? Wasn't there like a, yeah, a company that was involved that did exist and they had to make sure it was clear that they weren't involved? I don't remember enough to speak confidently. Yeah, about it, I, that's so. what I seem to be thinking. But But yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you got something else? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so just just after this, Electra calls M and is kind of like trapping her into coming out a little bit to to go with all of this, which right. just should have been odd because what what's she gonna do? She can command from home, you know. Work from home was was an option for her back in the day. All she has to do is tell people what to do. Very early on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> it just it just seemed odd that like she fell into that uh, trap quite so easily. I mean, I get. You know, it just doesn't even make sense because you already know that she's kind of unhappy with you guys. She didn't want MI6 involved in any capacity. And then to like emergency call and be like, I need you. You should come personally and probably have as minimum protection as possible. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we're going on. I, I like the flying saws. And the, to see that, like, it was funny when you saw them in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's good foreshadowing. And then you're like. Hmm. Wonder if those will come in later, and then you're at the Beluga factory, and you're like, "Yep, there yep. they are." Um, so, so that's fun. Uh, I don't know if that was a bark or a person. Uh, <laughs> Just struggles getting the door open, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Zakowski's fun at the Beluga factory. Yeah, you know who let you in? I need mm-hmm. to call security. And congratulate them. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it, small things like that where it's like, I wonder what his daily life is like. Is that every now and then he just maybe gets like a hot girl that shows up at his, yeah. at his factory to, to bang in a really cheap, rusted out metal box? <laughs> you know, like what, like, how is this the, the place you want to be for any of this? And why are you acting like, oh, yeah, this happens? Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. It must, yeah. It must not have been a first, right? Yeah. And then Bond, like, pops out from behind the door and he goes don't you ever just say hello like a normal person no we're 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 past that um and then yeah all that helicopter stuff happens uh and then i'm all the way like you know at that last confrontation before the submarine sure um yeah, so uh, one of the things I did just want to touch on was um, when, when Bond did kind of go back and, and have that interaction with Elektra, um, where he was kind of accusing her a little bit of, of the double-crossing um, and how like sensitive and childishly upset he was about it. Um, I thought that was kind of hilarious. Um, because he was just like he was just so salty about the fact it was like oh you were you were just fucking him weren't you this is all part of your plan you're in love with him and like going through all this stuff it just it was just so funny to watch a bond just like get super jealous and insecure he really <laughs> fallen for brosnan's bond really fallen for the women yeah the past two movies at least yeah, well, you know, I, I get that maybe that is kind of in an effort to show that, like, you know, he acts on these feelings in a more meaningful way rather than just, you know, bone for bone. Um, 
but yeah, in this case, it just came off like super cringy. Yeah. Well, and then she's mad and she's like, she's like, what? You're just making love to me the past the time. Yep. And it was kind of like, oh, I mean, that's what he does, lady. Like, is, it's in the job description. Is this is this the first year here in a James Bond? Is this your first Bond? Are yeah. you are you new? Man, if you weren't dead. Here's you, the card to that women's support group. Yeah, like if this if you weren't dead, you should definitely go to the women's support group. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was just funny, too, because, like, it's definitely something he does. Remember in, uh, I think it was Moonraker? And he's... No, what? Was it Moonraker? Oh, uh, they're in a random country at some point, and there's some big festival going on. And he, you know, he, like, meets this girl. And he's, <laughs> he's like, he's sitting in the room, and, like, it's six hours till ba-da-da. And, you know, she's like, uh, huh. And, you know, he's like, so what will we do to pass the time? And then he starts, like, tugging on her clothes and then, like, cut scene and they're at the festival. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what he does to pass the time. What else is he going to do? Read? <laughs> he's going to take a nice hot bath. He's going to he's gonna bone. He's going to bathe. He might bone again. <laughs> and then he's going to he's gonna eat some caviar. Yeah. He's, he's going to get his, his scotch, his snatch, and his, uh, his steak. Steak, scotch, and snatch. Yeah. And he's going to take a big old nap, and then he's going <laughs> to wake up, clean up, and go. Oh, man. I kind of love the idea of him being like just this like big dumb kid. He's like, I'm going to eat my food. I'm going to fuck my bitch. I'm going to drink my drink and take a nap. And after that, I'm going to save the world. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask about is, you know, when they they go through the uh, uh, that like pipeline, they're trying to intercept the bomb. Yeah. Um, that little vehicle thing that they drive through it, that can't be real, right? Like, <laughs> I was I was I was thinking about that when I was watching it. I was like, you know, it's it's the circular thing, and it's it's driving through, and it just I don't understand how it could possibly keep straight. I don't understand how the controls on it would let it go seventy miles an hour. I was like, none of this shit adds up. And like I just was yeah. like, is it is it just on that realm of like weird enough technology that like maybe there is a use case for it? And we actually needed that to be there, or is it just Bond tech? They're like, you know, it'd be cool. Well, if we go back to Diamonds Are Forever, um, to the great Connery, uh, he does get thrown in a tube underground, and then. Uh, there's a there's a, there's this machine that's going through there that's like going through and it's kind of like sealing inside. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember if you watch Diamonds Are Forever or not, but it's doing like the zap 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 thing. Yeah, it's like going along like zap 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 zap. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if that's around and I believe Diamonds Are Forever was seventy one, you know, maybe we're slowly moving up. Maybe it does make sense. But I mean, there are some. I don't know. There's some turns there that are kind of. I don't. I don't know. It just. It it's like it's one lot. of those things that seems like it's such a specialty kind of tool that it's like, why would you need it? Because you know, I, th- I think on the uh, uh, like speedometer it was saying it could go up to like 100 miles an hour or something, yeah. and like, yeah, I didn't see no seatbelt. That thing yeah. cannot be OSHA well, certified. Because I don't think it was supposed to have people on. Yeah, it, it, it had hand controls though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Um, but the other thing there is, uh, if, you know, they fly off of that thing at 70, like, I don't know that it's exactly, uh, realistic that they're yeah. okay, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. But even with just the, the bomb going off in there, I mean, all that, that heat and stuff is, you know, going to go through the tunnel, uh, you know, just as much as it's going to, you know, go out to the earth where the hole is made. So it's like I, they should have been baked in there after that bomb went off. They 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 couldn't have stood a chance. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it does it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Bond gets put in Electra's weird sex chair. Uh, Such a dog. His neck. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. So Zakowski comes in. He's shot, and then he, you know, one last thing. He shoots the arm shackle yeah the arm shackle when bond's stuck in the chair so he can get himself out and Electra's conclusion is oh Sikorsky really hated you and then he's able to break out of the sex chair and yeah. 
You would have um, thought like maybe the big ass smile on his face as he looked at Bond might have tipped you off. Yeah. And or, the whole like nod before he dies. Yeah. But yeah. Also just was kinda odd in general that, you know, he's got a cane gun, which is dope. There's just no and other way just, around it. We just breeze right by it, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um but you know, he he pulls it up, he's pointing it at her, and then like just for way too long slowly pans over to Bond. It's like, I mean, he's he's shot and dying. Obviously, he's trying to line up a shot. You could just kick the cane out of his hands. You know, ended any potential risk here. Yeah. And then, you know, every everyone would have died. But because she just assumed that everybody hates Bond. Um, I mean, if you've watched enough of these, you, you you're, you're kind of like, I mean, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> But should that really be the criteria? Is that the scale we weigh against? You know, I was like, yeah, I've seen worse. <laughs> it kind of is. It might be. It kind of is. Um, but yeah, I would just love the alternate scene where, you know, because Bond goes and chases her up the stairs and all this shit. And she's like smiling, grinning, like it's a fucking just like She's a having game. a game, she, yeah. yeah. She's just, she's a kid, really. And, you know, he he's climbing upstairs and then, you hear M go like Bond, and so then he, uh, you know, op- comes in real quick and shoots the shackles and keeps running up the stairs. And I would just love like the the alternate like the alternate scene where he <laughs> goes in to try to shoot the shackles and he accidentally shoots her and she's just like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, and he just keeps running up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. So he runs in, he shoots M, and he's just like, fuck. He's like, I could stay here and help her, but the girl and the thing and the bomb. Uh, sorry, M. <laughs> just yeah. runs upstairs. He just like shoots a couple more times, misses the shackles every time, and he's like, <laughs> "I gotta go." He's still hitting her like she's she's got like five bullet holes. Trying to like move, and she's, she's like, little... "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" Yeah, like five bullet holes in her, and she's just like, "Go, just go, just, just leave me, leave me to die." Oh man, poor M. Yeah, girl never stood a chance. <laughs> Uh, oh, so the bond feelings thing, uh, this is where I had another point because I said that earlier, I didn't really follow up on it, but, uh, the feelings in the past two movies are funny when you comp it to, um, like from Russia with love where you're like, like, he's just like, this girl is just (laughs) falling all over him yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck, you know? And she, you know, he's like trying to get her to talk into the, you know, the transmitter thing about the lecture. And like, it's like, James, will you make love to me and wherever they're going? And it's like, day and night. Now, the lecture. <laughs> you know, and then like at the end of the movie, you know, she was fucking drugged. You know, and so she's all like, oh, I can't like run and shit. Like, understandable that, you know, she's not top well, physical yeah. performance right now. <laughs> and... Uh, she fucking, you know, she's doing that and he's, he's like dragging her along and he like does not, he's like, come on, I'll leave you. Like just yeah. keeps like yelling at her as they're going and she's all like, oh. like maybe uh, have some compassion funny. there. Bond. So to compare like Bond killing this girl here to, you know, from Russia with love, it's yeah. just really funny. I, it's cause I, I really think a lot of the other bonds, uh, they exclusively hate fucked everybody, you know, it's just, there's, there's, there's not a lot of compassion or, or interest involved. It's just, I need to carry around this, you know, come receptacle with me until I can, you know, finish out this movie and get paid. Well, and it's so interesting that, you know, it really ended with the Dalton, but they, they held on to, he had a wife that died, you know, they held on to that Lazenby storyline where he got married for five minutes and then she got shot. Yeah. And I don't know. It just like irritated the fuck out of me that it like came in to play in the Roger Moore stuff. Cause I'm like, look, if it was Connery and Lazenby and that was it, they looked similar enough to where it'd be like, okay. But then the more movies looked different enough as you went through than the Connery movies and Roger Moore himself looks different enough than fucking Connery. Yeah. That it was like, why are we still acting like this is the same guy? And then into the Dalton movies, like up into fucking, I think License to Kill was 89 or something like that. Or maybe 86. 
I don't remember. Either Doesn't way. Doesn't matter. Wife's been dead Mid a long time. Mid to late time. 80s. It was 69 was Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. And, you know, we're acting like this guy in 86 is the same guy. I don't know. It just, like, irritated me. And so, But I guess they wanted that, like, soft side of Bond, even though he didn't give a fuck about any of the other women the whole time. Yeah. And so then to see the change with the Brosnan thing... Where it's like, and they, they kind of lazily do it, but it's better to me than doing the whole like, oh, he was married and his wife died. And it was like, how close could he have been? They're married for like five minutes and he met her like a month ago. Yeah. And like, whatever. But then Brosnan, it's the lazy thing of like in the last movie, how he's like, you know, oh, they had a relationship like, you know, a little while, like they were together for a while and then he left because he was a spy and he was afraid of getting close and then she dies and he's like, sniffs her dead hair. You know, and you're like, that's not what? creepy though. That's weird, but like, odd that he cares so much, even though he left her in the first. So like, he did care, and then like here, he like cares, even though she's evil and like fucked with him. I don't know. I I feel like it's he probably is dynamics. more sensitive to uh like Bond villain women. <laughs> you know, I I think he he likes a little bit of the danger zone. Yeah, and it's like I can fix her. <laughs> it's 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 the battered. Kind of thing. He's the one who actually has Stockholm, you know, where he's like, I can, I can fix this. I can turn her around. Or he's like, bonds the woman in the scenario. Like women always like projects, you know, that's oh, why yeah, they yeah. Get, like fucked up men. And so like, that's, you know, it's bond is he likes the fucked up women. Who's like, I can fix her. I can fix her. Yeah. Nope. I like that idea. Yeah. I've talked a lot. What do you got? Yeah. Um, so yeah, with kind of the, the pursuit through the, the tower and kind of that co- final confrontation, um, all that was nice and dandy. She tells Renard to go along and, you know, do the dive, start the plan. Bond just shoots her immediately, which it's like, ah, just, just fucking shoot her ahead of time, bro. Like, we could have saved a lot of hassle if we had maybe just, you know, popped her as soon as we got up there. Um, so, that was dumb. Um, yeah. And then uh, Bond just, like, mildly thinking about necrophilia for a couple minutes as he was... <laughs> You know, hanging over a dead body. It was like, I could fuck this. <laughs> like if M didn't come in. Yeah. It might have been on different... Mi- or if she came like two minutes later. Yeah. He might have been, you know, knuckle deep. But um, yeah, just it, it, it was, you know, as much as a tender moment as it probably should have been. It just felt a little bit like, ah, I could fuck her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was he horny or sad? <laughs> yeah. But uh, all, uh, all things in all, though, uh, cool dive off of that uh, that top floor, though, to, to get to the submarine and get on board. So that yeah. was nice. Um, also, asking this, because I don't know, and I don't know if you would, um, I didn't think you could shoot a gun, like, when you're in, like, a pressurized, like, submarine underwater. Sure seems that way. Uh, so Everything it, I've ever heard. <laughs> so I guess that, that, that always throws me off is when we just do it sometimes. Um, cause it's, I think there's been like other Bond movies where they've brought it up that they can't shoot in like an underwater kind of thing. So yeah. I was like, ah. oh fuck. That was the thing I forgot to mention in aliens when we did that it was the whole thing about, uh, you know, Hey, don't shoot down there. You might set off a nuclear reaction. The and whole then, like non-disclosure thing as a rule. Yeah. They're just like, Hey, don't shoot. Why? Just don't do it. Just don't do it. And then, you know, all the firing goes on and then a nuclear thing happens later. And it's like, well, maybe if you told them why ah, they were fighting just, for their lives, they'd have just gone flamethrower. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Anyway, we're not talking about aliens. We're talking about Bond. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Totally confused by that. Also, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but he, <laughs> he pretty much just peruses through there. He rescues Christmas um, and. The the well as far as kind of a set piece kind of thing there, um, I I really like it when we get like the normal thing that goes vertical. So think like your your train, you know, that's dangling off of you know a track or whatever, and now you're trying to traverse it, you know, vertically rather than just walking down the aisle thing. Yeah. It's where we ended up getting with like the submarine where it's now you know all the way up there. There's something about that, and that might just be like the like platformer game part of my brain that just really loves it seeing that in anything. Um, You know, where it's like a, oh, this totally normal, you know, room or hallway or whatever to go against is now infinitely more difficult to get across because now everything is vertical and how do you handle it kind of thing. And a little bit of that uh, puzzle brain going through on even just watching the scene for a couple seconds on. I could probably get up if I started climbing this and moved over to this here. Um, Some part of that triggers some part of my brain and and gets me going. So I I really like seeing that. Yeah, that and like, I mean... 
it adds a certain level of unease because nothing is easy. Yeah. And so then there's the like, oh, fuck, they got to do this fast. Yeah. But there's not a whole lot of doing that fast when you're basically running through mud. Yeah. So. And, and you know, kind of just going with that, it's like um, uh, even just the perspective you get, like, you know, we always usually see from like the top down, you know, so where we can have kind of those vantage points to see where they can grab and go through. Yeah. But like usually from the down looking up, you know, you're you're straining your head to try and see like what even you can do. Uh, and it's just probably much more impossible looking uh, from the ground up rather than the top down. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think stuff like that's so cool. Yeah. Um, for someone as out of breath as Brosnan was this whole movie, uh, <laughs> it seemed like he can really hold his breath a long time. Yeah. It's like um, three minutes or something with him. Uh, they opened up that hatch. He got outside, was swimming over to the other hatch. Uh, to get closer to where uh, uh, Renard was. Yeah. And, yeah. It was a lot. Long holding breath. I can't do that. No, me either. Uh, and then I just thought it was funny that there's that whole that, that, that whole last scene, the last, uh, like, battle between Renard and Bond. And, you know, he's got, well, I have a, <laughs> I have a dumb Dr. Evil uh, thought here with the whole, like, that big plutonium rod. Mm-hmm. And I just see like I just see Doctor Evil going like the plutonium dildo, <laughs> you know. Um, but... <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be too good though. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I, that whole fight scene, and then you know Renard's effectively won, and the plutonium dildo's all the way in, you know. And then Bond sees a hose go like. <laughs> Right, and I don't know how nuclear reactors work or how any of it goes. But apparently, if you plug in a hose and plug that one in, and then there's apparently like an eject button or something, and I'm like, well, how how does Bond even know how this whole contraption works? Because he knows everything about everything. Yeah, and there's 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 two sides of it. It's number one, it's like how can Bond possibly know that's what you have to do? And then number two, what's the actual like engineering design reason that that has to exist? You know what I mean? What's the thing that's gonna send the fucking plutonium dildo through this? Like is it is it just somehow magically reversing the pressure enough? Or like is that the exhaust and that's why it's able Yeah, it just it doesn't Was that the exhaust is that what we're missing? Like we don't (laughs) like we didn't get a lot of details you know despite knowing what the story was a little more this time we did not get a lot of details on why when bond plugs that hose back in and presses that button uh renard gets fucking dildoed for lack of a better term yeah yeah i, I wrote down penetrated i think several times in yeah. my my description here because everything in this one was just very sexual but Which definitely fits the plutonium dildo narrative right so, yeah uh yeah but yeah and again kind of in that last fight scene too do feel like some of the uh not feeling pain was underutilized yes uh because you know with a fight scene Why that's where we know like the the guy that doesn't feel pain like is it not just like the <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? or even just like the uh if you think about like in your your action movies where you punch like the biggest dude and he takes the hit and like only his head turns and then goes back you know yeah and it's like what did you just tickle my face like right. that type of thing would have like had so much of an impact of like Bond just like you know big hook just being discouraged and then by like nothing yeah. happening yeah because um, number one just seeing Bond get demoralized in anything is just such just desserts but yeah <laughs> uh, I you know I, I I don't know why but seeing him suffer sometimes just makes me feel good <laughs> um, but yeah you know if it was something like that where he's just laying in work and then he's just you know taking it like a champ um, and then kicks As his ass he's still yeah the rod in. It, uh, it 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 should have been something like that, um, but yeah, I guess he didn't have the the superhuman gene stuff there that uh, um, uh, well, Max Zorin yeah. should have had, yeah. but still did, didn't really again, have but... underutilized as they fight on the bridge. He's supposed to be superhuman, and then I don't know that whole yeah yeah, but that was yeah anyway yeah underutilized character traits all the way through. Uh, as this movie ends and. You know, they're all like, where's where's Bond? Because as usual, he's got to be somewhere fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the norm that Bond can't just call and be like, hey, yeah, I'm already here. I'm going to fuck. 
Uh, I'll be there in like two to three days for some debriefing. Like, I yeah. love the fact that they always have to like. <laughs> I just picture him like getting yanked out of a shower with a woman at some point. You know what I mean? Because like Q is always the one that's got to find him. You know, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then you know, like I think in A View to a Kill, Roger Moore like throws a shirt over the camera. Yeah. You know, and it's always like a. So, like, does, like, MI6 show up to that house and just, like, hey, Bond, come on. And he, like, he's all naked in bed. And he's, like, he's like oh, no, come on. He's, like, come I on. don't want to. I'm boning. So, I don't We're know. bonding. <laughs> Bondism. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why that's always the thing, but it, it is funny. Um, but then, of course, they see him, and it's the whole... Uh, like infrared camera yeah Yeah. then like a leg moves and m's like 007 yeah funny reaction from her but yeah closes the laptop and he goes i thought it was funny because it was like 99 when they made this right must be a premator form of the millennium bug Mm. classic oh nice uh and then of course i thought only i thought christmas only comes once a year and you know as we talked about earlier that's how they end the movie wow Fucking dynamite. Wow, wow, wow. <sighs> Balls. Yeah. I didn't get our ratings out from what we did last time. What do you have? What did you do? What would I rate this as? Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I've kind of been enjoying these overall. I want to say I threw like a 6.7 or a 7.1 um, at the last one uh, in my uh, kind of retouching. Um yeah, I don't know. A, a six seven kind of lands with me pretty good. I, I like this one quite a bit. It still kind of had its its dumb points, um, but overall, I still still enjoyed it quite a bit. And this wasn't a a slog for me to go through. There was enough kind of action, and even though it was kind of random bullshit, enough random bullshit to kind of keep me interested and get all the way through it again, which is really all I need. Really, all you need. Really, all you can ask for from a franchise. Really, yeah. I mean, these franchises are you know rinse and repeat, right? So, kind of just following the same categories and whatever. Uh, here we are. Yeah. Got your formula. Um, Make your million. Or your billion. You indeed said 7-1. Okay. That makes sense. 6-7 like felt right for this. And I said 7-7, seven, seven, which I feel still is pretty high. Although, if we're talking about... Bond movies. Bond enjoyment in yeah, its own. Yeah. We're not talking that's, about a and that's, movie rating in general. That's why the ratings about. get weird. Yeah, and that's why the ratings get weird, and that's why I don't like ratings. Like, to be honest with you, like, it either feels pretentious or you don't know enough. And, like, even if you do know your shit, like, some jackass is still going to be like, hey, what the fuck? But, look, the, this scale is simply about, like, just Bond enjoyment. So, like, obviously, some of them I need to go back through and probably watch again, re-rate. Because, um, I mean, we got Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, like, 6664. You know, which, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, four sticks. Um, <laughs> that's not going anywhere. Uh, but, yeah. So, definitely got to go through and maybe fix some of those. Um. Yeah, so the next Bond is going to be Die Another Day. I don't know dates or anything, so uh, that's the next thing coming. Um, we are on the YouTube, the Spotify, the Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us, all the places, if you like us. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, follow us there. We post clips and stuff. Um, and if uh, you want to email us, tell us why we're dumb. Um, you know, make suggestions about what we should do differently programs to watch whatever emails consecrates hotline yahoo.com thank you for uh listening or watching or whatever you're doing uh and thank you goodbye